And you are now tuned in to episode 71 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. One day late, sorry about that, but uh, I'm Scott Sturman, I'm joined by Matt Deitch, and we got our buddy Craig Euler on. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. No, no complaints here. All right. Craig, did you guys get snow out there? No, that was hail. 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 I don't know if you saw any of the pictures from yesterday, but we had plows out, plowing roads because of all the hail. I mean, feet of hail. I've, I've never been out there for feet of hail, but I was one time on the 1880 train while uh, we went from Hill City to Keystone, and on our way back, the train had to stop to let hail melt off of the track, and when we got back in Hill City, they had the snow plows out pushing hail off the road, and my mom's yeah. uh, my mom's vehicle got just shelled out. Yeah, well, we got lucky. We didn't get it at our house, but yeah, saw plenty of the pictures and videos, and there's a lot of places that got hammered last night. It wild. That's yeah, crazy. I, I saw. I, I did see the pictures of the plows out, and I thought it was snow. Yeah, it's not unheard of to get snow here this time of year. I I remember we got about a foot of snow on Mother's Day like two years ago, I think. But man, with any luck, we're done with the snow. I'm about over that. That's for sure. No doubt about it. If, if you don't have ice to fish on, there ain't no need for any snow. So <laughs> exactly. How long? How long ago did that was ice out out there? Uh, you know, I think there were some guys getting on Deerfield maybe two, three weeks ago. Um, I put my stuff away. Oh, it's probably been four weeks for me, I guess. I just, I don't know, I, I started looking at my boat and thinking of the lake trout bite and the walleye bite, and it's hard to pack up the short rods when I know that boat's sitting there waiting to be used. Right. Did you get six months? Did you get seven months? Um, well, I guess we could do the math. We did October. I didn't get May. October, November, December, January, February, March, April. April. Seven, Seven months. Anyway. Seven months. Yeah, wow. I, I probably could have eked May out. And I'm still, you know, my ultimate goal, my birthday is in June. I want to ice fish on my birthday. And I... One of these years, I'm going to get up into some high elevation stuff in the Rockies and, and get it done. There was a, a, man, this is probably seven, eight years ago when we had a really, really cold winter. There was a guy I know that went up there to, he wanted to ice fish on the 4th of July, and he couldn't get it done because he didn't have an extension for his auger. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. He had to shovel down, like, he still had to shovel for through two or three feet of snow and when he got to the ice the ice was still so thick he couldn't get busted through wow crazy i didn't think that there'd be any place in the united states that had that but yeah you know that high elevation stuff it's pretty crazy and i mean you're you're limited to stock or trout pretty much but uh for just the sake of doing it in june or july that'd be pretty awesome oh yeah absolutely that'd be crazy yeah now, Craig, you got out fishing uh, last week out there in uh, western South Dakota. Where did you go, and what did what were you targeting? Uh, well, you know, last week was, last Thursday was just one of those days. It was 80 degrees out. There wasn't a cloud in the sky, and there wasn't a whisper of wind. And at, I, I went out to my job trailer uh, at around 9, 9.30, and I just, I kept looking at the sky and the flag out there wasn't moving i thought i gotta go fishing so i called my daughter and you know with this pandemic we've got it's just throwing a wrench into everything and she is absolutely hating uh school from home 
and she's been stressing out a lot. So I just called her. I said, hey, let's go fishing. And she jumped at the chance. And so we went up north to um, Ormond Dam or Belfouche Reservoir. It's got two names. Uh, just targeting walleyes. And, you know, it was a bit of a grind. Caught a few fish, but it was nothing fast and furious. We were up there uh, the weekend before and just hammered them. But, um, but it was more than anything, it was just nice to be out and enjoying the weather. I, I, uh, I, I had the flip-flops on and the shorts, and I got a sunburn. So, I mean, at the end of the day, catching walleye was just a bonus. Absolutely. Yeah, and just to get her out, like you said, just getting stir-crazy in the house and just do something different. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And you, I could just tell, even though the fishing was slow, she was just happy, you know, playing music on the radio, and she likes to play DJ and bug me with all the crap she listens to. And <laughs> is there is there a TikTok video out there of you dancing in the boat? <laughs> there definitely is not. I, you know, I just figured out what that TikTok thing is. I I must be getting old because I have no interest in that one. Before, you know, when Twitter and instagram and facebook come out you gotta jump on it now i I just don't have interest in this junk anymore i don't believe you (laughs) i don't believe you (laughs) i promise i don't have it right now i'm not saying it ain't gonna happen but right now i don't have it yeah come on if them boys from nebraska if the cox boys can do all that stuff are they on tiktok i don't know they're always sending us videos and stuff of them doing crazy stuff so i figure they probably are Especially They're Zach. They're in Nebraska. Yeah. They have nothing else to do. That's right. <laughs> the fact that they had cell phone reception to, to download TikTok, <laughs> that's the win. You can only count your cow so many times every day. <laughs> oh. Oh, sorry, Cox boys. <laughs> Matt, you got out last Thursday also. Well, where'd you go and what were yeah. you after? I uh, went over to Okaboji, met up with Chad Lorith over there. and El Diablo. Oh, El Diablo, and we decided just to target some crappies. Him and his boat and me and my boat, we did our social distancing because I really didn't want to get in there with his, right. with him, you know. So we just kind of hit different parts of the lakes over there and uh, got onto a decent crappie bite at different spots. And I think I ended up coming home with like 15 and he ended up going home with 12. Okay. After a while, he went and got his wife, Lisa, and she fished with him. And Absolutely. I, I got to say, she did have one big crappie on the one time, but he refused to get the net out. She she outfished him, didn't and she? He's like, this is a big crappie, and it's down towards the back of the boat, and he's leaning down there to try to get it, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, it got off. It's just like, dude, you, did you really just unhook that and not let her pull that in? Because that was a big crappie. But then the next day I saw that they had went out and caught some more, and she had caught her PB like a 14-inch or something like that. But this nice. time he actually was nice enough to use the net. So. Well, as well he should. But, no, we got after some crappies. I mean size range anywhere i mean we threw a lot of nines back and okay you know biggest i think was about 12 and a half so nice crappies to keep and yeah cooked them up the other day and had some fish tacos so you can never go wrong there right on i went out on uh, saturday night me and ramrod went over to silver lake over here and i bought some new trolling rods so i was thinking that hey i'm gonna try this walleye fishing thing on for size and uh I'm going to tell you right now, walleye fishing sucks. <laughs> I ain't about to go and do it again. So then on Sunday, we thought, oh, we're going to go crappie fishing. Crappie fishing sucks. I ain't going to go crappie fishing again. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how my weekend went. And uh, so I, I, I got to thinking here uh, with, with my crappy weekend about fishing superstitions. Uh, Craig, you superstitious? I'm not going to say I'm superstitious, but I definitely have... Uh oh certain things a person has to do you know like for me more than anything is kind of karma oh, yeah. um 
You know, I it was funny. I if you haven't seen the, the Jason Mitchell YouTube episode of his uh, personal best walleye he just caught here recently, he talks about it. And I mean, I'm the exact same way. If I see litter or anything on the water or on the ice, I have to pick it up. And it, it, for me, it just it feels like if you do that, the lake will take care of you. You know, I take care of the lake. The lake's going to reward me. And and I, uh, it, it, I've, there's been times I've like chipped on things out of the ice and I can't get it out. And it just, it bothers me that I had to leave it, you know? And, and so that's probably my biggest superstition. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about it a little bit. Uh, you know, I used to always have to have a black sweatshirt on. Really? I, I would only ever wear a black hoodie when I was out ice fishing. I don't know why or what it was, but I, I've since gotten rid of that, and I, I don't fish as good anymore, too, so maybe there's something to this. But, um, yeah, I would always have to have a black hoodie on. Huh. Matt, you got you got any? Uh, I don't know. I uh, Nothing that is just like like if somebody would come walking down to the boat, I'd be like, no, get, turn around. You're not really? getting in here or anything like that. But uh, the other day when I was going, you know, like eat the banana before you get to the boat, I'm not a big, like, whatever you know if you have a banana in the boat you have a banana in the boat but i don't know for some reason i never have one well there. see I, I i went online and i looked up the top five fishing superstitions and uh number one is redheads are bad well not not number one i'm just uh one of them is redheads are bad luck like what like people with red hair people with red hair or bad luck craig matt have you guys ever been in the boat where you just hammered them with somebody with red hair i don't think i even know anybody with red hair i'm trying to think i don't know if i know anyone with red hair like i've ever really yeah not that i know of really Hmm. i really i don't think i've ever fished with a redhead okay well i know some redhead people that catch fish so you do Maybe maybe if like you maybe you can't take them out. Maybe if they go by themselves, they can catch. They fish. they can do good by themselves. But right. it, okay, well number two, nothing against redhead. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, if if you're a redheaded person and you're listening to this episode and you're catching dingers, send us some pictures. Prove prove us wrong. Number two, never whistle while you're fishing. I guess I've never really caught my really thought about it and caught myself whistling. I don't know. I think this is from ocean fishermen. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe never whistle with your wife in the boat Ooh. if you see, like we're over at Okaboji a lot. So. Right. Yeah. The bikinis and whatnot over yeah. there. Don't, don't be whistling. Craig, you a whistler? I, I probably am, but I, more than that, I sing very poorly and I do that a lot in the boat. So I wonder if that would follow along the same lines. It, it very well could. I talk I, to myself. I'm a very, a very bad singer, and if my daughter's playing DJ, I sing really bad. Oh really yeah, loud. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right, number three, lucky fishing hat. You guys got well, Craig. You don't even change. You you wear the same hat every single day, ever all the time. I you know, and it's not because it's lucky. I feel like I have an odd shaped head, and that that one just fits me good. And and you know, I've got. I think I've got five or six of them. It's the old <clears throat> Dave Jen's legacy. It's kind of a throwback to his original fish traps and kind of a funny story. I was uh, up at their place last year and I had one on and it was just gross. And I took my hat off when we were eating dinner and Dave's daughter 
Missy um, looked at the hat and she got up and walked out in the garage and got a new one and brought it back. And <laughs> she goes, I'm afraid your hat's going to walk away. Will you throw it in the garbage? <laughs> and so, so I got a new one. But yeah, I've got a few of them on reserve just because I just I love the way it fits more than anything. And you know, I was wearing a turkey hunt. It's not bright or anything, so it's I can do anything I want with it. So right, I just love the hat. Yeah, and, and it's just stylish enough that you can kind of get away with it, uh, right. you know, if, if, if you need to dress up just a smidge. And, yeah. You know, yeah. For for, for you two that, uh, you know, kind of don't have as much hair Bollically on top. challenged. Yeah. <laughs> right. Somehow hey, I, I knew this was going to turn into a ball I, joke. I, 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 I sent you that picture today to prove that I had hair at one yeah, time. That's right. <laughs> Good to shag. Matt, you got a lucky fishing hat? I went, no. I, no nothing lucky. Just, I just kind of got hats that I like. I'm with Craig as far as having an odd shaped head and just, you got to find one that fits nice and yep. looks halfway decent too on you. Right. All how right. About, how about you with ah, that big melon head of yours? I got a huge head. Like, <laughs> I mean, when they say one size fits all right afterwards, they should right beside Scott. Like I mean, this. I'm looking at your earphones right now and they're kind of hanging on for dear oh, <laughs> They're stretched you, out. You jack wagon. <laughs> Oh man! One one quick thing, Craig. Craig mentioned, "Oh, Mr. Dave Gens." Did you see that video a couple weeks ago of him flying across, getting out on off the ice? Oh my! And there was shoreline, and he flew across there on his snowmobile. That was crazy. <laughs> Did you see that, Craig? Oh yeah, he, he is not afraid to send it. I mean, that he was is, awesome. He me a full send right there, especially when it gets to jump in that open water. Um, but I mean, I don't think. You know, our generation knows anyone as diehard as he is when it comes right. to ice fishing. And, and <laughs> I mean, gosh, I just hope I have that kind of ambition and energy uh, when I get to his age. You know, not saying he's old, but he's, I feel like I'm slowing down already. And I don't know, it's pretty awesome that he's still got that much of a drive, you know. That was right. awesome. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, number four, bananas in the boat. Matt, you kind of you kind of dipped on it, but but Craig, we'll start with you. Uh, if if I'm out in your boat, uh, you gonna let me eat a banana or not? Uh, you know, I uh, I totally forgot about that one until Matt brought it up. Um, I I am I don't like bananas in my boat. All right, yeah. I, I you know I've. It was, geez, what was it, probably three, four years ago, uh, Cody Lauer and I were out lake trout fishing, and it was one of those should-have-been-here-yesterday bites. I mean, we just cracked him the day before, and then I get him in the boat because I'm doing so good, and I mean, we can't buy a bite to save our life, and I looked down, and I had banana-flavored moon pies, and I blamed it on that because there was no other logical explanation why we did so good the day before and then horrible that next day but so i i don't even think it's bananas it's anything banana flavored yeah, yeah I, right. I, I believe that <laughs> I, I i i've never uh i've never experienced it i've never brought a banana out on a boat uh you know in anything like that but i've always wanted to really go out and just hammer them really good and and you know like take a picture with a banana i don't know did you guys see brady bach uh, he's, I think he's down from like Clear Lake or whatever, and he seems to win every single tournament in the tri-state area when it comes to anything ice fishing. And he, uh, he had a picture of, of him eating a banana after catching a whole bunch of slab crappies. And I just thought, yeah, that's, that's sweet right there. But 
All right, last one here. Never. Well, here, let me interrupt you real quick. Go right kind ahead. I have a funny story. Uh, after I had made a post on Facebook about, you know, the banana moon pies cursing my bite, uh, are you guys familiar with Bernie Keefe? He's out of Granby, Colorado. Yeah, fishing with Bernie, yep. Yep, yep, fishing with Bernie. He uh, um, he is he's like the Colorado version of Brennan Lockwood. I mean, he's just... <laughs> zero f's given you know i mean that's just who he is and so the it maybe the day or two after that he went out and he bought like an entire bushel of bananas and put them on his boat and went out just smoked the uh, lake trout up on granby and he had pictures of every picture was with a lake trout and the entire back transom was filled with bananas so that, that's how you do it right there that's that's what i want to do like i want to go out yeah. and like win a bass tournament with a whole bunch of bananas and post it on the cold snap page and say how do you guys like that that's what i want to do so. how do you like those bananas yeah how do you like those bananas <laughs> all right all right well la- last one here never rename your boat and uh when i when i saw that uh i i've got a boat that personally doesn't have a name matt you've got a boat and i don't think you've got a name and and mm. craig how, how do you feel about renaming your boat? You feel it'd be bad luck? Do you got a name on your boat? I, I don't. Um, you know, when I bought this boat, I didn't plan on it being a forever boat. You know, I mean, I I thought it was just going to be one I'd have for a few years, and then I'd upgrade. But I just I really, really like the way it fishes, so I haven't upgraded yet. Um, but I always told myself uh, that if I you know, get the, the, the boat I want that I plan on having for a while. I was going to name it the pole dancer, you know, just as a, a trolling boat. And, um, I just haven't got around to, to doing it to this one, and I'll probably wait till I get a new one now. Um, who knows when that'll be, but I don't know. I just thought that'd be a fun, catchy name. I like but it. How about you? Yeah, I, like- I mean, will you name a boat, or do you have, uh, have you ha- even thought of names for that? Well- you know, I, I'm I'm for naming a boat. I just haven't really thought of anything. See, I, I had some buddies when I was in high school that bought a lot of vehicles, and they always named their vehicle the name of the person that they bought it from. So if they bought a, a pickup from a guy named Steve, they named that vehicle Steve. And, uh, you know, I fish with Matt enough that I can't really get away with naming my boat Matt, so I can't really go that route I don't know. Someday, if something hits me, I'll definitely put it on there. But I was thinking for you, Matt, with that tiller boat, I don't know if it'd be a name, but I really think that on the back, you need to put twisting grips and ripping lips. <laughs> well, that's a good one. I was going to, I, I, I kind of started saying the big bass tilla. The big bass tilla. No R at the no end. No R at the end. Just the big bass tilla. Yeah. I I'm I'm for I'm for naming a boat. If I can come up with something witty yet, I'm I'm doing it. Sometimes the way I look at it is if like if like these big captains of like these like crab boats and all these they have names, they have like the no bananas on. So the, then he, to me those superstitions hold a little, you know, backbone to them. So. Absolutely. Well, I think on Forrest Gump, don't they say it's bad bad luck to have a boat without a name? <laughs> right? Yes. Isn't that what they say? You sounded pretty good there. Just like <laughs> Forrest. Oh my god, Forrest. Oh, you can name it Forrest. Forrest. I think I'm gonna. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, moving right along, uh, you know, that that was good. Boat names, uh, superstitions, whatever. But uh, today I was kind of thinking, uh, what are some of the most memorable fish catches that I've been involved in that I wasn't actually the one to catch the fish? 
So, uh, Craig, we'll start off with you. I, I'm sure that you you probably got a couple, and I had kind of given you a heads up on this question. But do you got any any fish catches that just really really stick out to you that you didn't catch the fish, but you were a part of it? You know, most recently um, was with my son Trevor. We went up on Pactola the day after the ice went out on it. And, I mean, even when we were up there, there's still quite a bit of ice on it, but it just wasn't over where I wanted to fish. And we absolutely hammered the lake trout. And he's only nine years old, you know, and he, he's not uh, the best. You know, for lake trout fishing, you've got to be super laser-focused. And, and you know, those fish only give you one chance when you're vertical jigging them out of the boat. And But he'd caught a couple, you know, two, three of them on his own. And, uh, you know, I'd caught quite a few others and i'd just hook him and he'd reel up his rod and i'd hand him the rod and uh we i think we'd must have had you know 10 12 fish already caught and and then i hooked into one that i knew was a big fish and so it's like trevor you gotta hurry up reel in your rod and you can fight this one and so as he's reeling up as fast as he could he got smoked so then we're doubled up and i mean that's just once you're doubled up on a boat, it's chaos. I mean, just because they run so much, you got to make sure you don't get the lines tangled. And and for me, just I, I held on to my fish, you know, just I wasn't reeling. I wasn't doing anything. I just focused on him. I had my net in one hand and the rod in the other. And I'm like, all right, bud, you got to fight this one all on your own. And, you know, you got to, but you got to hurry. We can't let him get tangled up. And, you know, I was holding mine on one end of the boat and he's on the other and, and somehow he managed to get his in, and and then I had to have him hold the fish in the water in the net while I fight the other one, and then he had to come around and scoop up that. So, you know, it wasn't necessarily one particular fish, but just that whole experience. I, I mean, he just, you know, he, he when, when you're fighting those bigger fish, those young kids, that's, they're arm burners, but he never complained. He didn't worry about nothing. He just... He, took to the task at hand and handled it perfectly so that was pretty awesome you know and it it uh it made me think about those memorable fish probably one of the more memorable uh lake trout for me was i had a gal contact me she was out of washington dc and she got my number out of field and stream magazine and she they were taking this uh great western adventure vacation and they flew into sioux falls and they traveled across south dakota did the badlands and wall drug and and uh when they got to the black hills they wanted to fish and they weren't fishermen at all it was a family of five and they they've been fishing one other time you know and so i'm like well definitely not going to do the lake trout thing so we went to pactola uh brian cavanaugh and i um he had the, the mom and the two daughters in his boat, and I had the son and the dad in my boat, and we kind of had a competition catching bluegills. And the girls were just smoking us. Uh, I, I mean, they, I don't know what the reasoning was, but they I mean, they were just hammering it. Probably uh, the guide. Probably, probably the guide. Probably. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the first to tell you Brian's a better fisherman than I am. Oh, he's, there's no doubt about that. Um, but... So then the son, he's like, well, let's go catch rainbow trout because we had started off on some rainbows. And, you know, rainbows, I know, Scott, you 
you love those rainbows. I mean, they're just such a scrappy, fun fish. And out of the boat, they're a lot of fun, too. And so we left the girls, and we started rainbow trout fishing, and the sun was casting for them. And I looked over, and the dad was kind of nodding off a little bit. You know, he was just sitting in the seat, just kind of vertical jigging, but not paying attention. And his eyes were closed, and I'm like, oh, no, there's no way I'm going to allow this to happen. So I elbowed him, and I said, hey, let's go try for lake trout. And I'd, I'd went out, uh, did a little scouting the day before, and I'd caught about a 20-pounder, and I'd showed those, the family the pictures of the fish. And the, the dad just said, well, I thought you said we wouldn't be able to catch them this time of day. And I was like, ah, yeah, we won't, but it's, it's fun. You know, it's just a fun way of fishing, and who knows, maybe something will happen. And, and uh, have, have you guys heard me talk about Waypoint 107, or are you oh, familiar yeah. with the legend of 107? We've heard it, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, so that that was back in the heyday of 107, I mean, when it was just producing all the time. And so we went over and got anchored up right on top of 107, and I told the dad, I was like, all right, just drop down, hit the bottom, reel up four or five times, start jigging. And I was getting the son's rod ready to go, and, and uh, we were starting to drop him down, and the dad's like, oh, I'm snagged on the bottom. I'm like, man, we're in 60 feet of water. There's nothing you can get snagged on down there. I'm like, are you sure it's a snag? It might be a fish. And he's like, no, no, no. I can't look. Then he's ripping on it as hard as he could, and it's not moving. And so I pick up the rod. I'm trying to break the line, and all of a sudden it starts pulling back. And I said, all right, not a snag. It's a fish. And so then the the look in the dad's eye. I, I mean, he. He had this wide-eyed, and he says, I thought you said we weren't going to catch any. And I was like, well, I'm wrong, so just fight this fish. <laughs> so, so he starts fighting this fish, and, and, I mean, I could tell it was a good fish. And he probably fought it for 15 minutes, and the son the whole time kept saying, Dad, Dad, how's that feel? You know, what's, you know, they'd make a big run, and the son was, like, trying to figure out what it felt like. And finally the dad looked at me and winked and says, to his son he goes oh my arms are too sore i can't handle it you know you better take over for me and so then the son brings it in and it ended up being about a 22 pound lake trout and and i mean just an absolute tank and i i mean the by then brian and the the mom and the daughters were coming up and so then these guys had an audience of the women that just whipped them bluegill fish and they got to watch these guys reel in a 22 pound fish and and in you know still you know once twice a year that the dad will uh send me a message on facebook saying they went fishing where you know with whatever guide on whatever lake and they said it's still nothing like fishing on pactola though so you know I, you just you know that that's something that family will probably talk about forever oh, and absolutely. what an experience that was to be a part of yep that's pretty cool definitely matt you got one um well unless craig you got another one Oh, not, not that off the top of my head. I kind of want to hear Matt's story. What do you got, Matt? Well, I can remember when I was younger going up to the Minnesota River and fishing flatheads up there with my dad, and he took a group of guys from the local elevator up there, a bunch of his friends, and you go up there, you paddle in on the canoe and find a sandbar and set up camp there, and you fish at night, and you're using big suckers that are basically the size of something that you, you know, an 18-inch, you know, sucker out there for those big flatheads and that night we hooked into one and I was really young and like they were fighting it and they'd let me have the pole every once in a while when to get close to the shore for them to land it 
And, you know, at one point it took a run and I started, I was about ankle deep out in the water before they came and grabbed like the rod. They didn't grab me. They grabbed the rod and, you know, and they ended up getting it in and that was like 44 pounds. And I mean, it was just as tall as I was, you know, and stuff. So that was pretty cool to get to see that and just their excitement in it. Uh, I don't know. I've been, I've gotten the privilege to be involved with a lot of first catches when I had the class at school when I take the kids down there fishing and uh, just to see the excitement of some of theirs. The one kid, the one time he caught a northern that was like 35 inches long. And I mean, by the time we got back to school, I mean, people were coming. This kid, you know, people, he talked to him a little bit, but I mean, there was people that had never probably talked to him before coming up there asking him all about it. And so that was pretty cool to see. And just a lot of times those pictures that I'd get down there, were get into the graduation slideshow because a lot of these kids weren't involved with a lot of stuff so they didn't the school didn't have a lot of pictures of them and they'd ask me for the pictures so you know that was always kind of neat to be able to be involved with that but probably that big catfish up there just to that's the biggest fish i've ever seen caught or anything like that so right i, I would say for me personally uh obviously grady catching his pb bass here uh last week two weeks ago whatever that that's up there grady caught like a 35 inch northern pike up in canada and and that's that's definitely up there but uh i would say possibly one of the funnest ones was hooked on hard water two years ago when i had a, a boy named chilino and uh we had heard that there was a couple other people catching some rainbow trout and we were catching a lot of these small perch and small uh uh god dang it rock, rock bass, bass rock bass and and whatever you know and, uh, you know, he kept on telling me, all I want to do is catch trout. All I want to do is catch trout. And uh, things were starting to wind down. And uh, we, uh, I dropped my camera down there, and we were watching it, and he had a trout come in. And, and uh, I'm like, you know, hey, he's going to take it. He's going to take it. And boom, he took it. And uh, he, he set the hook, and he, he stung it, but he didn't get the fish. And uh, you could just tell, like, he was totally deflated. Like, you know, that, that was the end of it. And I'm like, oh, my, you know, like. I mean, we, we were so close, whatever, whatever. And I kid you not, it wasn't like 45 seconds later, we had another trout come through and he got that one. And, and I've got that picture. It's one of my favorite pictures. I'm holding the rainbow trout and it was a dandy rainbow trout. And, uh, you know, Cholino was next to me and I don't know, just like, I don't know. He, he really like that, that was awesome. And I don't know. I think I was just as proud of it as what he was, but oh, for sure. I don't know that, that would probably rank right up there with me. Well, I think that happens a lot with a lot of fish catches that you get to be a part of just, you know, just to see the other person's excitement and it just kind of catches, you catch that excitement and it's just a good time. That's what fishing's all about. Right. Yeah. You know, that, uh, that's something with hooked on the hard water that I, I didn't even think about, you know, as those memorable ones, you could probably ask any of those pros. Uh, and I bet half of them would be hooked on hard water. More than half would be, you know, so many of those kids that is their first time walking on the ice and their first time catching a fish or at least a fish through the ice and it's pretty neat um we had a kid gosh it was probably four years ago he'd never caught a fish before and and that day he caught his first fish and he also caught his hundredth fish um <laughs> that was when we were out on the perch out in the main lake you know and just just hammering the perch there and just amazing that uh, so many opportunities can be had just chasing something that swims underneath the surface of the water, you know. Yeah. Right. What's it, Craig, thinking back, what's the biggest fish that, that's ever been caught at Hooked on Hard Water? Do you know right off? 
Uh, yeah, and and it was one I started thinking about as soon as you mentioned Hooked on Hard Water. Um, it would have been uh, three or four years ago. Kevin Paul had a, uh, a young man, and oh, I can't remember his name. Deshaun. He's one with Deshaun. Yes. Yeah, yes, you can't miss Deshaun. He's, the big he's afro. like the coolest yeah. kid. Yeah. <laughs> big afro, just the, such a cool kid. Well, Kevin Paul had him like three or four years ago, and he just, Deshaun loves fishing. I mean, absolutely loves it. And they'd fished all morning, and then they'd went and had lunch and took pictures, and they were starting to gather the boys up to get ready to head back to the bus. And Deshaun and Kevin went up to uh, me and my dad and just said, hey, can we go fish for like 10 more minutes? I'm like, man, the bus is like, they're starting to walk towards the bus. And Kevin's like, we'll just make it quick. We just, we're on a good trout bite over here. And uh, Deshaun just wanted to catch some more fish. Well, they went over there, ended up catching a 32-inch lake trout. <sighs> Bam. <laughs> and it, it went from where it was just this organized single file line to where all of a sudden it was hooting and hollering and you could see i mean they just had ultralight gear on and Deshaun fought it like a champ and so then the boys are running back to watch him and he totally messed up the line going to the bus but i mean it was just you know one of those hero moments that you know everybody was talking to Deshaun on the way home about that fish and oh for sure that was pretty awesome absolutely now uh with that that that's a pretty good feel good story and and we're going to try to get into one more feel good story unless you guys got some more feel good stories but uh last week i kind of ended the show on uh gripe of the week and uh i i kind of thought that ah you know that'd be kind of cool to end all these shows with you know a little bit of a gripe you know kind of a little bit of a complaint and uh uh you know we did it last week and and we we you know i kind of forgot all about it and today i got a uh, message from a guy named brett paulson brent paulson and he said you know what guys i, I don't like it that you guys are uh, ending uh, the show with a gripe of the week with all the negative in the world you know fishing's kind of our escape and you know I, I don't think that we should do that and i was like you know what i think you're right so we're scrapping the gripe of the week we ain't doing gripe of the week anymore so we're going to try to do some sort of feel-good story every week and maybe end our show on that so uh, i was kind of thinking back and you know last week I kind of complained about somebody at a boat ramp, you know, that was, you know, kind of kind of being a dillywogger to me. And, uh, you know, this week, uh, me and Ramrod went out on Saturday night, and my boat was kind of getting blown into a dock and kind of over a guy's bobber who was uh, sitting there fishing on the dock. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm like, ah, dang it, man. You know, like, I'm sorry about that. And it was just like God kind of told me, like, you know what, Scott? Like, you know, you, you need to settle down because this dude was just like, Oh, no problem. Like, I mean, he was such a nice dude. Like, I wanted to kick Ramsey out and invite him into the boat. That's, yeah, that's what, you would have had yeah. more luck. Yeah, I probably should have done that. I don't know. I would just assume you'd always want to kick Ramsey out of the boat, no matter <laughs> yeah. who's around. Yeah. Right, right. I, You know, he caught me at a weak moment. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, got, you guys got any real good stories? Just, just something? It don't even got to be fishing related. You guys got anything real good? Well, I'd have to say last... Last week, my dad and my grandpa, who was 94 years old, went out fishing, and they got after the crappies really good. They both caught a limit of 10 up in Minnesota, and it was just kind of cool to see, yeah, like I said, my 94-year-old grandpa, he's just out there getting after it. And the funny thing is, they were fishing on his cousin's dock. 
my grandpa's cousin's dock, who kind of co-owns a lot there with three other people. Two of the people my grandpa go knows, the other one he doesn't know. It's not. It's kind of like through marriage or something. So my dad and grandpa are fishing on this dock, and this guy comes pulling up and comes walking out there, and he's like, do you guys have permission to be on this dock fishing? And grandpa was kind of like, well, yeah, we do, and kind of started explaining it, and the guy was like, oh, okay, oh, that, that makes sense. No, no, no problem. You guys are good and stuff. And my grandpa's like, hey, if you want, you can join us and you can fish. So my grandpa gave the guy who owns the dock permission to fish with him and my dad out there because they were catching crappies. <laughs> Oh, so, that's good stuff. So, yeah, they've been out a couple times already. They went bullhead fishing over to Spirit Lake and got themselves some good bullheads for a nice cold water fry and uh, a bunch of crappies the other day. So that was pretty cool to see him out there and still going strong and still getting after it. Absolutely. So. Craigie, you got one? You know, I, I was trying to think, uh, and I, if I go back to just last Thursday when my daughter and I went up to... Ormond Dam, uh, Ormond's the biggest lake over on this side of the South Dakota, you know, close to Rapid City anyway, and you know, it's eight, 9,000 acres, and and so it's popular. It, it's a busy lake, and um, with it being the first nice day we've seen this spring, it was 80 degrees, sunny, no wind, it was busy. I mean, there was, it, it was absolutely packed and that was something i hadn't really thought about you know with my daughter and you know busy boat ramp but there was a constant line and you know i just have to leave her in the boat and hang on to the dock you know and and uh well i'm getting the truck and doing whatever and uh, you just you always worry about that i mean is she gonna let go of the boat or is uh someone gonna give her grief for blocking a, a lane um but you know both times when i dropped her off and then when I went to pick it up again at the end of the day, uh, people were just talking to her, you know, just like friendly banter, you know, how was the fishing? And it's just cool that, you know, as much stress as there is at the boat ramp, and, and I'm guilty of it too, you know, griping at people for backing up 20 times or taking 20 turns to get backed up and, you know, just all that nonsense that, you know, they, they see a, a little girl in the boat and they just, they're friendly and talking to her and, I, I know that any one of them would have helped her out if she'd have lost control of the boat or anything. So that was pretty cool. I was pretty happy about it because there for a while when I seen how packed the boat ramp was when we first pulled in, I thought, oh, man, this is going to be a nightmare trying to do it. And you just you don't want to be that guy, and thankfully we weren't, and, and it was uh, it all worked out. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, well, you know, from, from going from gripes of the week to uh, just feel-good stories, I Brent Paulson, I appreciate that message, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think that was a good change. I think that the uh, the good stories are better. I think, yeah. I like that. I think that we need to keep going with those than the grapes. Yep. So anyone out there, if you guys have got a good story, you know, just something fishing-related, heck, it don't even got to be fishing-related. I don't even care. But if you got just a killer cool story that, you know, you, you think that I should share on here or match share on here, uh, send us a message, and, uh, yeah, we'll... We'll uh we'll just read off whatever you got to say and and we'll put it in the feel good stories of the week and uh, yeah we'd appreciate that and so uh, except except for Cody Magnuson don't Cody we don't we can't share any of your stories yeah. on on here okay dude yeah you know <laughs> Cody was lighting us up today and you know I I apologize that uh, you know we were a day late on this uh, but uh, Cody Magnuson and Jim Gerard and and uh, Craig Euler 
just lighten us up on Facebook, you yeah. know, calling you make fun still of us for catching big. Oh yeah, yeah, they're good dudes. <laughs> so I, I just kind of bullied my way onto the show today, didn't I? No, <laughs> no, we. Uh, <laughs> I tell we, you, we, we just wanted to do another Photoshop picture of you, so that's why we invited you. Oh, on. Yeah, 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 that's it. So uh, <laughs> as soon as we're done with this, uh, you guys have until about uh, seven o'clock tomorrow morning to each come up with a uh, a good Photoshop picture, and uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll put it on. I tell you what, you know, last night I I texted Matt and well yesterday, and I said, man, you know, we we didn't have a, any show lined up, and I uh, I actually just changed positions at work. And uh, so I, I don't know. I, I guess I've been getting more work done, and uh, maybe I was screwing around too much before. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just kind of forgot all about getting a guest, and last week was just kind of hectic and whatever. And so uh, yeah, we we did not get a show done last week. Uh, we'll we'll have this show a day late, and we'll have a show next week, whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I think this worked out all right, though. You know, I uh, I was texting Matt and I'm like, you know what, let's just see if Euler wants to be us. So I came up with a couple topics and here we are. And I, I think we came up with a pretty decent show. I think so too. Well, I just appreciate having me on again, fellas. <laughs> oh, anytime. I mean, there's an outside chance we might have you on again next week. We, <laughs> we might quit recording this one right now. I might quick think up three more topics. <laughs> we might record next week's episode right after this one. <laughs> Okay. Nope. Well, uh, Craig, we appreciate it. We appreciate everyone uh, giving us heck on Facebook. And, uh, yeah. Be good. That'll be Episode 71. We'll see you next week on Episode 72.